0: OTB Sports Rugby.
1: Everyone in the world thinks Ireland should win. Yeah, yeah. If you, you pick the combined side, who'd get in from Wales? Jeez, not a no one. I don't think.
2: Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.
0: Delighted to say, we're joined on the line by football writer Martin Lipton. Morning, Martin.
2: Good morning. How are we all?
0: Flying a thanks. Thanks so much for taking our call. Uh, there's lots of good stuff to get our teeth into. Bo- uh, from this side of the water, we're interested to know whether uh, you feel that uh, Matt Darty to Atletico was good business for the club, or the player, or a little bit of everything.
2: Um, well, it's unfortunate, I think, that uh, he's had to go, but from a Spurs perspective, um, for nothing by letting his uh, his contract be terminated. I think for Darty it's a good move to get a chance to play football. Clearly, he was going to be... At best, second choice, probably third choice with Porro's arrival at Tottenham because he's been earmarked very much as the first choice. And I suspect that they would only play Emerson next because he would be more defensive if there was a game where they wanted to really batten down the hatches. So, Doherty wouldn't play much unless he played on the left. His contract's running down. Uh, And it's a chance for him to play for a big team. Now, obviously, they've been knocked out of the Champions League, but they're still a big club, Atletico Madrid. Uh, and they need players, clearly. They're a bit, of a bit of a mess. So it gives him a chance to, to make an impact and qualify for Champions League again next season if he can uh, convince them uh, that he's worth a proper con- a long-term contract.
0: There was a period of time where he had like, fallen out of favour with Conte and he just couldn't get into the team and Conte would speak about it very publicly. And then at some point he turned the corner and I don't know what that was in terms of fitness or understanding the system. But it felt like he was actually in a pretty good groove at Spurs. Is that
2: overstating it? I think um, the longer he was there, the better he played. Actually, uh, I think the first year was a disaster. Uh, the second year, um, when Nuno came in, started poorly, and he he didn't appear for a long time. And then he got himself into the team, and then he got injured. Uh, and I think that hampered him over the summer. He had to work his way back in. Uh, you know, he scored a goal the other week, didn't he? And he's. He, I think the Spurs fans would say that they they didn't see the best of him but they saw more towards the end than they did at the beginning.
1: Mm. You touched on it there, Martin. Um, like Spurs had hit their limit of, of eight international loans, so they couldn't, as it emerged later on in the evening on transfer deadline day, they couldn't loan him out to Atletico. It had to be a contract termination. Is that is that bad planning by Tottenham? I mean, as you said, they could have made some money out of him if they uh, maybe planned it better.
2: I, I suspect that they initially thought that Spence would be going on loan to an English club. Okay. Which would have allowed them to send them send Dauti on loan. Uh, the fact that Ren were the ones who came in and, and uh, Spence wanted to go there rather changed their planning. And I, I don't, th- I, there's no way that this is designed. This is by accident, uh, which sometimes happens. I mean, the, what you do get in the tra- the dying days of the transfer window is panic just about everywhere. Because I don't, I still don't understand why people wait until the ni- 59th minute of the 11th hour to do deal deals they want they, they know they want to do on January the 1st, but they do.
1: It's like it's like studying for an exam, isn't it? You leave it all to the last it's minute. It's cramming, right? definitely. Yeah, <laughs> you get your best work done. I'm stupid to me, but
2: there you go. <laughs>
1: the,
0: the Dan Juma um, acquisition and um, Pedro Porro, how are Spurs fans generally reflecting on it? I mean, obviously all in the uh, shadow of the mad business that went on at Chelsea, but uh, see, it
2: must be seen as a pretty decent window for Spurs. I think if you look at it in in isolation, it's not too bad. It gives them the right-back they needed, uh, another attacking option, particularly as Moore has hardly played. I think Spurs fans still wanted to see a proper centre-half come in, so there'd be disappointment there. And then you look at what's gone on elsewhere and the sheer scale of Chelsea's expenditure. And therefore, it it conditions everyone in a way that perhaps it shouldn't. But it it does. Um, And Chelsea have, have... Broken the mold, simple as that. Not just in this window, but the one before. So this season, their expenditure is is you know would have previously been inconceivable, and, and yet they've done it. And one wonders quite how they balance the books, except by selling four or five English probably players, uh, selling players at the uh, towards the end of their contracts for big money in the summer.
0: So many players have come in, and it's almost like a challenge to sort of uh, maintain stability there, Martin. Like I mean, it's not like a sprinkling of talent into the squad; they've almost bought an entire uh, first full team.
2: Well, they have bought the new team. I think that's the signal to those who were here before that they're not going to be part of the long term, but they're not even going to be part of the short term. Really. They'll be part of the, you know know—they'll be gone in the summer. There will be a mass clear out, um, and a bit of that is the first time in the twenty odd years since the Ivanovic took over. It's the, the players who are being got rid of, not the manager. It's a clear decision made by the new owners as a signal to the dressing room that we run the club, you don't. And let's be honest, the Chelsea dressing room has effectively determined for many years who the manager would be, or at least when the manager would go.
1: Does it create a dangerous precedent in football, Martin, seeing Chelsea spend? I saw someone pointing out the, the, the amount of money they'd spent for for almost a little bit more, they could have they could have bought West Ham United, which kind of puts in perspective the amount of money Todd Bowley has thrown out there. It's a bit mad. It it is a large
2: sum, uh, and it's it, it's unsustainable. You can't keep on doing this because the club would go bust, uh, or at least it would breach all the rules and therefore go be, be banned from Europe in four years. So this is a one-off hit. the the The, the problem for Chelsea or the dilemma rather, is. A lot of they bought fifteen players. At least eight of them have got to really work, because if they don't, and they want to get rid of them, they're going to sell them for a loss. Because it isn't just the transfer fee; it's the amount left on the transfer fee when you've amortised over such a long period of time. So if Mudrić doesn't work, I think he will, might, but if if Mudrić doesn't work and they flog him for forty million in four years' time, that's zero. That's not forty million they bank that's nothing they bank because they still owe 40 million from the original transfer, so they they can't afford too many flops, and they also absolutely have to be in the Champions League because that's 80 million in revenue.
0: Quirky on YouTube here says uh, Martin, any thoughts on who might be future Spurs keeper, uh, which seems to suggest an inevitability that there will be one possibly in the next window.
2: I think they're looking to buy the replacement, whether that's the immediate replacement for Luis or the one in, in a year's time. They've looked at a few. Meili has been uh, considered. Raya at Brentford. Uh, I did see a link with um, the chap at Atletico, but I'm not sure that he's had a great couple of years. Actually, um, they clearly that it it's coming to that point. I don't think they feel it's desperate, and they still like Luis because of his uh, stability in the dressing room, because of his mentality. Uh, the fact that he's actually quite a big, prominent voice in that dressing room. And he just had a a bad couple of weeks. He wasn't doing that badly when he saved the penalty from Kane in the World Cup. I think people always looked for negatives, which is understandable, but perhaps not necessarily the right thing to do. I suspect he'll do one more year uh, and they'll bring in someone to play alongside him. But what they need to get someone in who can genuinely challenge him and phase him out over the next 18 months.
0: The last time we had John Martin, I think it was just after the city defeat. If I'm if I'm right, and I do remember clearly, we spoke about the uh, Conte's. Uh, you very eloquently spoke around his understandable uh, desire to leave for home, given uh, life events, and that he had basically. And I don't want to misquote you, but I think it was essentially that he would lost a bit of his mojo, given what had gone on um, outside of football. Um, What's the, the Fulham and Preston results and the wins in the meantime obviously has and the way he's spoken, has any of that gone to change your mind or are you still of the same view?
2: Well, perhaps what we heard yesterday might explain it all is that he was feeling lousy because of his gallbladder mm. and that might explain why with other things as well he became Mr Grump. I still suspect that he has this is still a fact, the fact that these people Deaths very close to him are clearly playing on his mind. I think even Stellini said that, didn't he, um, a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. ago? I I do think it's a factor. But, of course, time softens blows uh, and things can change. If you're asking me at this moment, do I think he's manager next season? No, actually. I think Pochettino will be. Uh, But that doesn't mean I'm right. It, because they, if he wants to stay and they want him to stay, then then he will stay. They'll, they'll give him a better deal. Um, I think the next few months will determine everything. If Spurs end up fourth or third, unlikely, but if they end up fourth or third, with money spending this summer as well, and they've already got the left back to come in from Udinese, who looks quite talented and doing very well. So they've got two from aggressive attacking fullbacks, exactly, or wingbacks, exactly what he wants for his shape. You've got a, a conti style team there if you can buy in another a dominant centre-half. So things might look better from everyone's point of, of view if that's the case.
0: There's a vagueness about the utterance that have uh, come from the club about his um, surgery and his recovery time specifically. Is he going to be on the line this weekend?
2: I would think not. I would hope not, actually.
0: Yeah. Not because I don't want him on the line, but yeah. I don't
2: think it would be good for him. Mm. I think he's got to listen to his doctors. The people, I, I've read serious medics talking about a three to four week recovery for an operation like this. Now he is, it's not exactly manual labor, but he's a very um, full on truck coach. He wants to, he's a micromanager on the training field and you can't do that if you're still feeling pain. And what, what I also read somewhere is that as a consequence of this operation, he'll feel quite potentially very serious pain in his shoulders because of the gas that's released by the, by the operation. So, you know, probably the best thing would be to try and have a week or 10 days fortnight recovery and then come back rather than trying to come back too early. But he's a football manager and you never tell them what to do. <laughs> and it's nightmare timing, isn't it?
0: Like, I mean, geez, of all the teams to play in.
2: Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's a bit of a shot to nothing, isn't it? Because although bizarrely, City have never scored at, uh, at the Tottenham Stadium, they're gonna soon, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, they're bound to because they're really good. And I don't think I don't think too many fans going there in normal circumstances would expect Spurs to get a win on Sunday. I certainly
1: wouldn't. Uh, Christian Stellini, the assistant, was the man who took uh, the line in November when, when Kande was suspended against Marseille. Martin, it is is it him straight away in taking training and, and on the sideline for matches, or yeah. what's the what's the leadership? Yeah, really yeah,
2: he's on? like he's his. I mean, you've also got Conte's brother there. And Conte will be on the phone, no question, and he'll be trying to relay things. But Stellini is the the chosen one, the disciple, the the assistant. Uh, his master's voice. I mean, he has been in the past. Uh, he, t- he took the team for three games at Juventus when he, um, uh, Conte was banned for um, you know misbehaviour on the touchdown. He did the same in uh, in Marseille uh, in that final Champions League game if you remember before Christmas.
0: Um, like there's clearly no question but that Antonio Conte would want Tottenham to win that game but it's just a bit of a nightmare for him if they do go ahead and win it and he's
2: not there to take the credit oh I think he'll he'll live with that I'm I'm Uh, sure he'll take the credit when he's (laughs) there or
0: not what's going to happen Martin what's your view of uh, what happens on Sunday
2: oh City will win because they're the better team and also I think they've got a desperation you never know Spurs could turn up Um, I mean you wouldn't have imagined they'd be two up at City the other Mm. week would you Mm -hmm. so It's football, anything's possible. I think City are better. Uh, But, I mean, the the ultimate irony from from a Spurs perspective would be Spurs beat City and therefore hand Arsenal the title, wouldn't it? That would be the the kick in the guts for any top supporter. But but so it goes. But more important for Spurs is finishing top four. Now, beating City against the odds will get them level on points with the clubs above them and right in that mix. They were, I mean,
0: they were, the the they were. I was so close to blowing open the whole thing yeah. uh, against City that day, like you know, hanging on a two 0 even for a draw at that stage. You know, it, obviously hugely increased their opportunity to get into the top four, blows open the title race. Um, you just can't trust them, Martin. Is the never issue. could. Yeah,
2: <laughs> this is, but this is one of the reasons people support Tottenham Hotspur because you don't know what you're going to get from day to day. There's none of this, you know, certainty of of, of glory or oh god, we'll lose again. Or there's a bit of that. Because you just don't know. And you never have. Certainly not for the last 40 years. Um, but part of being a football fan is that uncertainty. Because only one team can win. know, if you only support the winners, what would be the point? It would be dull. You're allowed to support teams that let you down. And part of it is it's a way of getting out things from all your pressures at work, isn't it? That That's football. You want to win, but it's about being – most people go want to go to be with their pals – because it's tradition, because it's a family thing, because they want to take their kids, whatever it might be, the event is what matters more than the result. The result helps, but it's the event that matters.
1: You mentioned, Martin, the uh, the desire of Spurs fans to have picked up a, a decent setter half in the transfer window. I guess now you have to wait until the summer. Any names that were mooted in particular? I'm thinking of uh, they're, uh, they're Harry Maguire sitting Cappy. on the bench at Old Trafford. Uh,
2: now they're looking at Hincapie at, at Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, it's definitely one they're looking at. There's the... Uh, the Korean who is now at Napoli used to be at Ferran Garros, so although I think why would you leave Napoli at the moment? They could be the best team in Europe. Mm. Certainly it's a shout for are definitely the best team in Italy. Um, and there's another couple that I mean they were interested in Squigna, but he's done for PSG um in the summer. In fact so that's why they tried to get him through a bit early, but he's on a free transfer to them. But I, I don't think there's any interest in any serious interest in, in Maguire uh, at that at this point. They may come in the summer, who knows? I mean, I don't think he's the worst option in the world, to be honest.
0: Really? I'm surprised that a team with top four ambitions would be interested in Harry Maguire.
2: Well, he's, he's a good English centre-off. He's had a bad shot. But did he play badly in the World Cup?
0: He seems to have the ability to raise his game he for does. England.
1: Could be a good in fit. In a way
0: that it's, I think there will be a lot of United fans very frustrated with him.
2: Well, I, I, I mean, it's interesting. I think possibly the biggest problem for, for Maguire, and it wasn't his fault, was the price tag. Yeah. If he'd been a forty-five million centre half rather than an eighty million centre half, he'd have been judged differently. Well, he wouldn't be an eighty million centre half now. He'd be a thirty million centre half. Mm.
1: And to be fair to Maguire, he's a proper professional as well. I know. Look, yeah. most players are, but you know, he, he puts the head down and he hasn't put in a strop at Old Trafford. You know, as he's been sitting on the bench, he came off the bench the other night against uh, Forrest in the Carabao Cup, but he just hasn't got the game time and he, he hasn't been complaining, which is a good uh, mark of a player to, to bring in.
2: Yeah, I think that's it. it Was it, it can't go on forever because if you if, if if it goes on forever, you're Phil Jones, aren't you? Mm. Um, and it, it looks as though you're not that fast anymore. You're just staying for the money. So I, I think you, if he doesn't play a match bef- between now and the summer, and it's clear he hasn't got a future, then he knocks on the door. But he he doesn't want to be disruptive. Uh, he see, maybe he thinks that actually there's still a chance. I'll be, I'll be getting him really involved by the end of the season you, because footballers need to be optimistic, don't they? What happens with Chelsea
0: Fulham tonight, do you think?
2: Oh, well, um, the most interesting thing is how many of the new boys play. Yeah. I think Felix, is is he free now from, from his suspension? I'm not sure. Or has he got one more? I, I, I'm not quite sure on that. So, Modric will start, I'm sure. Uh, if Enzo's registered, I think he is, he'll, he'll start. It will be fascinating to see how it all comes together. Because there's an awful lot of them. And what also would be interesting would be the attitude of the three or four of the senior or you know, older players, I don't count Santos, who've been signed and then get told, sorry, you're not in the Champions League squad because they can only change three of those. And that will be public. The deadline for that was midnight last night. So UEFA will publicise it either today or tomorrow. I think Chelsea will probably have to put it out today, to be honest.
0: Yeah. All right. We'll look. We we'll look forward to the weekends. Thanks, millions, as always, for, uh, Martin Lipton, writer with the Sun. Thanks yeah. a lot. Thank you. Bye bye. OTB
2: AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.